Welcome to Musings with Rob. I was reading this news article the other day about a Pentecostal preacher who was held in contempt of court for defying the COVID-19 stipulations of his state governor. Now, what is disturbing about this article is that the man was very, very proud uh, to defy the state governor's requirement about the face masks and about the limitation on the number of people that can be hosted at any time in any congregation of people. This man posted on YouTube about how he was persecuted for the gospel of Jesus Christ and he was proud to suffer persecution. Uh, he was talking about how his religious liberty was uh, being challenged and he refused to allow that to happen. The man went into the book of Hebrews and quoted that famous passage about not forsaking the assembling together of yourselves. And he basically said that was his basis for defying the governor. But what is fascinating to me as someone who has stood before congregations in the past, what's very fascinating to me is the fact that he could go to the book of Hebrews and pull out a scripture to justify his personal position, yet he would be able to simultaneously ignore the other passages in the New Testament which talks about obedience to civic leaders, obedience to those who are in authority. I find that rather strange. I, 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 I see a discrepancy there where one can pull a scripture over here and then ignore another scripture over there in the New Testament. This man was bragging. And he is not the only Pentecostal preacher or preacher in the U.S. who has opted to defy the state governor. There have been others who have done just that. Once again, I'm asking the question, how do you stand before your congregation as a leader, as a spiritual leader? You claim that you represent the, the oracles of God. You claim that you are hearing from God. In fact, some of them are so bold that they, they say, God told them to say. You know what? When I stood before the congregations, I never said God told me to tell anybody anything because I had never heard God tell me anything to tell anyone. True, I was inspired in my spirit to share a thought, but I never heard any voice tell me to tell anyone. And that's really the problem today, isn't it? We have a lot of preachers standing around out there in these congregations, whether small or large, saying to people, God told me to tell you. In some instances, these people are regarded as gods themselves, and they're loving it. They're enjoying it. This man, for example, uh, would present to his congregation that he is doing the righteous thing, defying his state governor. At no time has any church been told that they cannot have services virtually. So how is it persecution? How is it persecution when a governor is saying that you must wear a face mask? 
How is it persecution when they're limiting the numbers of people that can be congregated together? These are, these are guidelines that are coming from the infectious disease experts. It's not the governor's specification. This is what the, ex the infectious disease experts are saying. And these are experts uh, not just in the U.S., but around the world. What the governors are doing is they're trying to prevent, uh, you know, an explosion of the coronavirus infection in their state. And the face masks, they are helping. They do make a difference. And limiting the number of people who can congregate, that is also making a difference. This is not just something that's happening in the USA. This is happening around the world. So how is this religious persecution? How is it religious persecution? My other question is simply this. Now, how does a religious leader stand up there and quote a passage of scripture over here to justify his position and then ignore another passage of scripture over here in the New Testament, which clearly contradicts what he's doing? What kind of an example is that for the community? What kind of an example is that for the young people? What kind of an example is that, period, for righteousness? Are you saying to us that God has inspired you to defy your governor? Are you telling me that God has inspired you to promote uh, a contradiction of the scripture and to stand in a position uh, that violates the holiness of the scripture? Are you trying to convince us that when you defy your governor, you are standing in God's right way? I, I have a problem with that. I don't know about anybody else, but I, I, I have a problem with that. What is this example? What is this message to the next generation? What is it? What is it? It's a negative message. And these bad examples don't win souls, but rather they push people away. That's what they basically do. I will never agree with any preacher who defies a requirement like that. I don't care who they are. I don't care what kind of status. I don't care what kind of church, whether it's a mega church or a small church. I will never agree. And I will never see the Bible justify uh, someone standing in a position of disobedience and, you know, deliberately, selectively uh, grabbing a scripture to justify their position over here on the left, ignoring another scripture over here in the same New Testament, which contradicts their position, and they say that God is with them? Every preacher out there in America and around the world who has taken that position of disobedience to their civic leaders, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be ashamed. And you can't come to me and tell me God has told you to take that position because your example is a bad example. Think about it. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Musings with Rob. Please join us again next time.